0: So we're speaking today with Nathan Van Hoos of Scratch House Auto Restoration Services in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm Ted Gaines with AMT and today we wanted to talk to Nathan a little bit about his experience in the industry, uh, how he got his start and where he sees the industry going in the future. So without further ado, welcome Nathan. Thanks for joining us this afternoon.
1: Thank you. Good afternoon to you as
0: well. Thanks. First off, you have Scratch House Auto Reconditioning Services in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we're curious: how long have you been working in the industry?
1: Uh, well, I'm 41 as of now, and I really started out at a a, a big hometown dealership in in about 1996, and started my first detail shop as soon as I was out of high school in 1995, uh, five, actually, and I've never really quit being in the car business since and uh, in the last eight nine years i really kind of picked it up with scratch house and we got a pretty good footprint in the uh, columbus ohio market we do about anywhere from 40 to 45 on a regular consistent basis uh, dealer recon accounts varies anywhere from paint touch up scratch removal clear coat reconditioning we also a big side of our business is windshield repair and we just started a replacement van in the last eight, nine months. And that seems to be doing good and heading in the right direction. And then we also do some side services like odor treatment and headlight restoration and started about 2011, definitely growing every year, adding more employees. Uh, you know, everything just keeps growing. We got a good reputation and, and that's how it's working.
0: Well, that sounds terrific. Uh, so it's a good long history. What do you see as some of the obstacles to working in the auto recon industry?
1: I mean, people generally, uh, you know, the biggest thing is keeping your accounts, you know, having a good customer service. Uh, number one, when someone calls you, you need to get there and get it taken care of with a smile on your face. And then that helps you get paid a little bit more money and keeps them calling you back the next time. So, That's number one, but you know, the problems is managers changing, you know, you're always digging in this big relationship and trying to make friends with everybody, but everything always changes. So you got to be able to just kind of roll with it. You might lose one account for some stupid reason out of your control one day, but you got to be able to get up and go get another one the next day, which it's not really difficult if you can get, get out there and do it, you know?
0: And do you have a sales force that does that or is that really just all you?
1: It's really us, um, you know, kind of off what you guys might want to hear. I do things a little bit differently, as far as, you know, I've had a bunch of businesses over the year, trying to hone in something that makes good money with the less customer service demand and and less issues and problems. And to achieve that, I've kind of like really made sure I've hired people that I've known or have worked with. Uh, We own an MMA gym as well, so it's like a real good thing to to get to know somebody in the gym you can kind of get to know their true personality real quick and weed out some people that are going to just cause you problems and waste your time so i've pinned that down to like you know some real good people that we build relationships with and by doing that i put them set them up and let's just say touch up scenario for instance and get them set up with their tools and supplies and i put them out there for a little bit and kind of get them grooved into the account and then we uh let them go, but I pay them 75% of their income. You know, most some of them employees, some of them's 1099s. But by doing that, they basically pay for their own supplies. They have their own vehicle, but we do it up. So it looks like a scratch house vehicle for them. And out there, they're making good money for the day. I don't have to babysit them or manage them per se. And they're taking care of it like it's their own business and their own account. So it really seems to work out well, and it's a building process that you're not like changing all the time because you know people are people these days it's hard to you know what I'm saying it's just rough to uh gauge what you're putting your effort into and and by paying them that well, it works out good for them and for me, yeah
2: that sounds like you're talking about relationships on both sides, right yeah and you're. You're also making sure that the relationship with your, your team uh, oh, is good and in delicious. addition to teaching them the work, you're, you're also sort of teaching them how to develop and maintain relationships with those customers. Well, that's great.
0: So you were saying that Scratch House enjoys a good footprint around Columbus. I'm curious about what's the competition, what's the competitive landscape look like there? Um, how do you compete and how do you go about winning business over those competitors?
1: Uh, here in town, the the basic environment is, is kind of like, uh, especially for our knits a touch-up is, is kind of, you know, there's some out there, but we just definitely do it a little bit better way and have a better service plan. And, and, uh, you know, just by doing some better work, it kind of keeps us secured in there because nobody can really do touch-up in-house and have it done right or scratch removal, not just paint alone. You know, we actually wet sand scratches and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, if you was looking to try to stay competitive, I would definitely be on top of the technology because uh, everything's changing. There's always other stuff to do that makes it a little easier and a little better. And, yeah, that's what we do. It's like West Ham and Scratches and the new waxes that are out are like amazing. So things of this nature keep us up top. And the competition is a little bit, you know, corporate and watered down, so you just got, Regular guys that might not be making what they should and don't have their heart into it as much. So the service and the the love for the work and getting to the next job and doing good work is not really there. So we just kind of stay on top by you know building those relationships and taking care of our accounts and staying competitive in pricing. But uh, that's where we're growing at. We're at. We've never slowed down. So
2: that's terrific. So yeah, you pretty much covered out how you how you find your clients. So you, you know, it's uh, is it entirely wholesale or do you get some retail accounts as well?
1: Uh, that's a funny category. We do do some retail, but we definitely don't advertise it by no means. We do a lot of service um, appointments to our dealerships as the word spreads. So you get the retail clientele, but just to maximize profits, I try not to focus on it because when you're dealing with an actual customer, it just Gets time intensive, and you know everybody's got their own idea what they want and this and that. So generally, if people find us retail, we will do them, but we don't advertise it or go out and try to get retail work whatsoever. Actually, one of my best lines for people that do call us retail is they kind of call in and might have a, uh, you know, it's all they all mean well and everything, but you just get into the habit of calling in and kind of demanding a service from someone you expect to get retail from and uh you know want us to come to them all of a sudden and things like that so you know i'll talk to them try to figure out what's going on and then i generally lead in with a comment of like you know we only do dealerships and fleets but people like you that find this we try to take care of so it kind of turns the relationship around to where they're wanting to be part of our club and we're not trying to it's not like we're trying to get their work, you know, it just works out funny that way, but it does work out.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds good. Uh, and then when you, you know, you you mentioned that the industry is changing, um, where do you go to find out your information? Like when, what kind of business advice do you, do you find yourself searching for online? Um, you know, how do you search for ways to grow the business and, You know, is it software? Is You mentioned the technology. Um, Where do you look to stay informed about that to keep current?
1: Uh, I'm just more of, I mean, I'm definitely super observant. So anytime I'm out in the field, I'm always talking, you know, where I started kind of my detail shop 23 years ago almost now. Uh, it's all the same people that's been around in this area in a sense. So I kinda had a good relationship with them. I have a huge amount of intel coming from those people. But more importantly, I'm I'm focused on the business first as far as doing the best services with the least amount of time involved and getting, you know, getting the work done right for the people. So it's just uh it's just trying to do good and keep
2: it that way and then so now you're reaching i'm reaching back 23 years for you but what do you wish you had known about the smart repair business when you started out you know now that you've learned
1: yeah a question i ask myself a lot actually uh start a detail shop on 18 which was cool just out of school you're not you know, thinking about what I'm thinking now, what makes me the most money for the least work, but still gives me a good business. So yeah. just out of high school, we started the detail shop, and, you know, you're trying to do, as one person, you're trying to do three or four vehicles a day on your own, build a business, get people helping you, and, you know, the profit margin on that is just ridiculously low and the time-consumed of doing it. So if I had to know something back then, it would be to definitely stay in the paint, game and the one you know the recon business is always going to kind of be there no matter what happens with our i actually own a dealership too at this point so the recon business will always be there will the way we sell cars always be the same i highly doubt it and the problem is there's five or six different ways that could really go and nobody can really call it until it starts happening for real so everybody's kind of you know, as far as dealerships go, everybody's kind of hanging back seeing where that's going to sit before they dump a whole lot of money into, you know, what they're doing. And and But from a recon perspective, the cars are always going to be done somewhere or another and fixed up no matter who's selling them. So scratch house has always been my rock, but the car lot is definitely a nice booster. And, and no matter what happens with the car lots, scratch house will always have work somewhere. Through you know wholesale, retail, whoever's selling cars, we will always be around. Of course,
2: yeah. You so know. as long as, as long as people keep driving cars, driving cars and wanting cars that aren't brand spanking, there'll be business for you. it. Yeah, it's
1: very solid in that aspect, as opposed to the car lot. It's kind of iffy once in a while because you just don't really know if, like, say for instance, this will happen sooner than later you're going to go to a car, a new car dealership if you're buying a new car and you might test drive the model that you're looking at, but you're basically going to feel out what you want. And then you're going to go home and pick out all your options on the computer. Then in two weeks, you'll come back and pick the car up at the dealership. And the only reason you'll be going for the dealership is for service and to pick up the car. The sales force might not exist before too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that, and and from my experience, that's, That's the biggest problem. I had some people take advantage of me in the very beginning when I was learning the car lot side. you got this whole sales force, and there's so many ways to get around, you know, so many different avenues of getting money, confusing money, this and that. So it's a big cost for the dealerships, actually. So once they, you know, start selling cars on the new market that way, uh, it takes away a lot of that dirty side of the car business everybody always hates, you know.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and with used cars that's the one that's really kind of hard to tell what is going to happen with used vehicles not to mention the clientele of uh, you know all these kids coming up that really don't want something nice don't have the credit you know there's just so many variables in the car business coming up that I don't know what's going to happen there but I can tell you they'll always need scratches fixed the windshields repaired, the headlights are always going to turn yellow people's going to make them stink and that work will always be somewhere around here. That's right.
2: So you mentioned that you got into detailing shortly after school. Did you take yeah. any formal programs to, to learn the craft? Was it a hobby that you, that you grew into a, a professional? I'm a self-taught
1: kind of guy, but, yeah, I went to college for, you know, community college for a couple years for business. And, and uh, you know, the formal side is not the most appealing part for me of life. But getting out here and working and grinding and making things happen and, you know, the rewards from that, that's what I enjoy. So and also I do like, you know, learning the research and so say windshield just as an instance, and this is kinda goes along with how i learned anything and everything, uh, the most practically is you know, windshield repair. I, you know, I notice out on touch up the guy's walking around a lot, spending twenty minutes on a car doing windshields and uh you know having a four or five hundred dollar bill so i get into looking it up online find a kit watch videos get the kit come back and forth i do that probably with seven or eight different major name brands before i even roll it out in my company to the point where i can make them disappear 90 percent of the time uh but there ain't nobody in town that can do windshield repair better than us i teach all my techs the way that i've carved out that works the best and actually compile some pieces and components from a few different supplies places in you know our country and whatnot but I mean I'm saving windshields all day long and people can barely even see where I'm doing them so you know that's just how I learn things and when I do it because I don't have the formal education don't mean I ain't the best at it and that being said I did go back after and got a couple glass certifications because it just helps with you know other sides of things as far as, like, getting into insurance and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm a self-taught dude, but I will go learn something from somebody or pay for the education to do it. But I would say if I had to pick one way, I've learned the most that's made me the most money. It's been getting out there and figuring it out on my own dime, my own time, and then, you know, applying that with the other resources around to uh, perfect it and get it going.
2: That sounds like it works for you. So Yeah, uh, a little bit. I, you say that you've got a you know a team and you you uh, you train them up and then you, you let them loose on the market really to to work with you. Well, would you have any advice for other independent smart folks that are looking to either get into the business or to grow their business? Yeah, I
1: mean, the biggest thing that works for me is paying my you know screening the people I'm going to bring on. I could do it all day for the rest of my life until I'm too old to do it anymore. How I do it, it'd probably pay, make really good money and have a a lot less problems. But if that's not your goal and you want to bring people on and try to make some some money and you don't have to do that work, which is kind of where I'm settling and it, you know, it's working out good, the biggest key to that is to really screen the people you're hiring. I'm not just trying to hire a guy on Craigslist or the guy that – Says he needs a job. You know, it's like I'm really taking my time to uh try to get to know these people a little bit first. And then that way, you know, it's not easy to train someone to do everything that we do and especially the way we do it. So, you know, before I put that investment in, I want to, like I said, bring them into the MMA gym, roll around with them a little bit, do a little boxing just to see what they're really like. And then you find the right people, get them in here, train them up, spend that time. Pay them very well, you know. I mean, it's uh, the more you pay them, the more they appreciate you, the more they take care of it themselves, which is yep. the goal in that scenario. So pay them very good and then, you know, just keep take care of them, treat them like family, and grow your
2: business. That's your best bet. Yeah, sounds like sage advice to me. So you, um, we're, we're delighted that you've chosen to use Recon Pro um, in your business. Um, we talked earlier briefly, and you, you mentioned that you business quite a bit longer than you've been using our software. But what do you yeah. what do you think about AMT software and you know managing your company? And has there been an effect that you can point to that says you know what I you know I'm better at doing this now because of the product than I was before? Well, um,
1: as far as the the product goes. You know everything I'm saying here is true honesty. I'm not gonna hold. I'm not holding any punches. Uh, not you guys ain't paying me to do this, nothing like that. Uh, I ain't even getting a free month or nothing of that sort. But I will say, you know, 2011 to 2000 beginning of this year, actually, you know, we was keeping track of paperwork by hand. <clears throat> a, I'm just the type of guy that likes to see in front of me, so I know where everything's at, where everything's growing. That's kind of how I track my business and what I need to do to get where we're going. But <clears throat> B, you know, say a couple of years after we first opened, we doubled in workers and you can kind of say that happened every couple of years. We're up to like eight or nine. And if you had some of the uh, subcontractors employees, you could say we're probably at 13 or 14 employees. So literally me or my wife, uh, you know, logging everyone's employees every night on the sheet, putting them in the spreadsheets. Uh, every single invoice, which you know, sometimes that could be just as many invoices as employees as we got rolling. So you're talking a couple hours a night there. Uh, that has become non existent now that the employees are scanning these cars by their phones. I have no paperwork to import, import invoices or do anything like that. It all spits on Recon Pro, comes out on my QuickBooks as I want it to. And totally eliminates that secondly one of my favorite parts of the recon pro is that it's easy for me to access all my information someone calls me in i got a lot of things going on between rent seal repair replacement the touch-up crews, the dealership that i also run it takes a lot of my time and distractions there so uh all that stuff is it's happening when somebody calls me with a question about a particular invoice or some issue or an issue does arise it's easy for me to pull everything up you know we don't always use all the notes but when we know we got like a, a situation that might be a situation you can attach the pictures very easily the tech can to the to the work order and all that stuff and i can pull them right up from anywhere i'm at on my phone included and just get access to all that information so it makes your time, you're saving your time on trying to find that stuff and getting the situation taken care of. And it also makes me look, you know, professional to my clients when I can pull that information up basically on demand. So that's like one of the other great parts about it. The third best thing about that Recompro AMT is uh, when checks come in, I don't have to spend as much time going through all those handwritten stuff that we used to do looking for them making sure they're paid, filing them away, all that just comes in. It's as easy as sitting down. I can do what used to take me an hour and a half. I can sit down and do it five to ten minutes, and uh, it's done. And I'm on to the next thing, and it's all so organized and locked in and complete. Uh, I mean, that's it's just I couldn't imagine working without it at this point. You know, I don't know how long, We've been on it since probably March of this year. And here in a second, I'll tell you how many invoices we've actually done. And that number would basically equate the fact that we would do all those by hand if it wasn't for this program that we ran into. Lastly, on the points of why it's the best, I want to say is because I literally went through every program I could find, no different than the windshield repair, how I learned stuff, how I figured it out. Went through every program. It was a nightmare trying to go from one to the other. One might have something that worked for me. I did a lot of different programs that wasn't specific to our industry. I tried literally probably 20 different setups. Uh, Tried to use them a couple weeks uh, and just flow through them and see what happened and see what worked out. All of them had their perks, but none of them hit home run. Once I got used to your system, and got on it, I mean, it's everything I need, especially if you're in our industry. If you're in our industry, you really don't need to look anywhere else. Just get on it, get used to using it. That's That would be one of the drawbacks, I would say, but it's the same way with any of the other 20s I use. You got to get them on there, use them, try to figure out what's what, get in a groove and see what happens. This one is the same way, maybe a little bit more time consuming learning it, but once you learn it, Figure out what you're using of the system. Uh, it's you know the simplest thing I could use once I got it figured out. You know, and you just got to stick with it for a little bit and, and get going, and and then uh, everything that I need to know about my business is that the click of a button.
2: Oh, that's great. I we're we're, we're glad of that, um, and we're we're always trying to make it a little easier to to learn how to do it. But there's a lot of functionality, and uh, I think it there just takes understand it. There is. And that's
1: wow. kind of, if I had to give you guys any type of drawback at all, which it's it's not really a drawback, it's probably more of a development process. But, you know, say for me and my business, again, I try to keep everything as simple as I can. I'm more focused on trying to make money and not all the, you know, every which way everything can go. So this program does a lot more than I probably need uh and I know everything on here probably has a value to some people and, you know, works some type of purpose. But I basically learned the stuff I need to learn to make this work great for me. And that's all I use, you know. So, uh, and the drawback, the only drawback would be for me is if like, say, in a certain situation on, on the invoice editing, let's say, uh, I know everybody's different and how they do it and with service departments and everything's different. So, say for me, It'd be nice if I could call in and say, uh, and I got the work tickets and all that stuff, my customer service is amazing, but um, let's just say one problem on the editing invoices, I can change everything but my actual pricing. Well, if something goes wrong with the job or something like that, I, I need to maybe change that pricing, and that needs to correlate with the sales tax if it happens to be a retail and things like that. But, I mean, literally, that's nothing. And that's, like, the only problem I have with it. The app works amazing. Uh, Once you get used to scanning in your VINs, you can generally scan in just about every car. Um, The flow of the app is easy for my techs. I mean, I got college graduates working for me and people that are not college graduates. No one has a problem. It seems to work well. You know, that stuff is good. It'd just be a little more versatile tailored to me in a certain situations is the only thing that I might be missing a hair.
2: Well, we'll work on it for sure. Yeah. Um, and
1: that's the other thing I want to say is anytime I call in, uh, I'm on a direct line with my rep and he he's amazing. And anytime I text him, he's right back with me. He's right on it. He's figuring it out. Even if it's not something simple, he sticks with it until he gets it fixed. Uh, I've, I've never had any lack there. My customer service is on point and, and been amazing, and it's working perfect for me. I have no problems. so just being a couple little tailored events would probably help me smooth out a couple other little things.
2: Well, we we want to keep you happy, so we'll do that. Um, we're you know the the development crew is you know making tweaks. We probably put out you know new changes pretty much every week, and then every four weeks there's usually Cycle with, uh, functionality or a new improvement or, or some yes, fixes. Yeah,
1: very good. Very good at improving and updating and letting you know what's in the updates. You know, I like that. And, and then also all the online tutorials are great. They've helped me out a lot. You know, again, that's how I like to learn things. So I, I definitely utilize those in the beginning. But, you know, you got about a three-week period of you just need to sit down, grind out the program, get your business in it. Uh send some test make up a test company and sit there and send test invoices to yourself until you, you know you're confident what's going on and then you can kind of start releasing it to your text so I mean it's been one of the most I could imagine doing business without it you know to be honest with you, you're not allowed to raise my price because
2: I said that, but that's the truth <laughs> well, we'll try to try to keep that in line but no David <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate the the time today and um it sounds boiling it down the perhaps most valuable thing that Recon Pros is saving you time. Right? Saving you, the you time, know. yes. Well, time and, to... But
1: you also you also got to think about the um, sanity as well. I mean, you know, if you're looking for something and you got to take the time to find it, it's taking the time out of the day, it's backing up your schedule and then you're all frazzled mentally. You know, it's like really allow me to focus even on my business because I'm not caught up in all that back end, trying to make sure everything's right. And, and you know, we would have grown with the office staff one way or another, but I think this has literally allowed me to save that money right now. And, and you know, it's kind of just become a full back office that I can control with little time. So
2: it's uh, it's amazing. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much for spending the time today. Uh, no problem,
1: any- man. I hope, uh, hope it works out.
2: Oh, it's, well, if we get more people, it will always work out for us. So we wish (laughs) you you, continued success with Scratch House and with Freedom Automotive. May as well get a plug in for your car business as well. Uh,
1: But thank you very
2: much for joining us today. All
1: right. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. If you need anything at all, give me a holler.
2: I just
1: uh, want to, you know, it's like what I've been saying this whole time as we go out and try to – do good for our clients and just do good work. And you guys got a great service here, so I just want to do good by you as well. Appreciate it. Good reviews are the best.
2: Thank you very much.
1: All right. Hey, you guys have a great day.
2: Thank you, you too, Nick. Bye-bye. Hey,
1: hey, I got one last thing to say. Sure. Whoever you can commend, uh, whoever you can commend, Nick on. I mean, he has been an absolute blessing. Uh, the guy's just great. I got a weird business. And getting it all worked out, he was always right there, man. He's always helped me out and went the extra mile. And whatever you guys would to give him, kudos. If
2: it were not for him, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it
1: in the beginning, you know, because you got to have a little support to
2: get you rolling, so. That's very nice of you to say. We like Nick just fine, too, but I'll be sure, certain to uh, – well, actually, this is recorded, so maybe I'll just send him the sound by He'll love that. Yeah, I don't know. He's going to be great, man, so.
1: You guys have a great day, and if you need anything at all, just give me a holler.
2: Appreciate it, and have all a right. good day. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Bye.